I like to start with an observation that no one can see and tell you something about yourself you wouldn't like to hear. This is how I begin. <laughs> this is where I start. Just to be super fucking relatable. Okay, so you need a pro tip, pro tip. Write it down, kids. Get your journals. Bullet I'll that. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Jesus fucking Jesus. Favorite meal. Self-help. And it's a mitzvah. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. You, Melissa, here's well, how much hello. I love you. Go. Amy, oh, hello. Amy. I think how self-help is making me stupid because I actually have been looking forward to connecting with you all week and planned my day and planned my week. I went to Pilates this How's morning. How's that going? It's going. It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well for me. So you sit down on it. I'm going to use air quotes here reformer I do and you just stretch your body in ways that fucking hurt uh I thought that before I started the class it is much closer to using a nautilus machine you remember those old-fashioned weights in gyms where you would go there and they would have they would have billions of dollars worth of equipment and this one works out this muscle that's super small now get up go to the next billion dollar piece of equipment and then they've come full circle where you could do everything with a cup and a mat. You know, it's like, no. So neither one of those is good. So the reformer, I believe, really kind of splits the difference. It's a system of weighted pulleys that uses your body and your muscles and springs to make individual stretching movements harder or easier. And what is really challenging about it is, and she did this this morning in quadruplicate, they put you in situations where it is so complicated and unnatural. The positioning and the move this, breathe in, stick. The, they it's make like you a game do of things. twister. It is. You have to do four things simultaneously that don't go together and that are not equally opposite. Like it's so. It's a lot of thinking. So the amount of focus that you're putting into these micro micro movements, it might look like you're not really actually doing anything. It is so difficult the deeper you get into it it can be so difficult even to get your breathing right because you're sort of having to and if you don't get your breathing right exhale on the effort yeah 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 right but you don't know what the effort is because they put you in this because <laughs> it's all this effort, effort for it, me you, you don't know am i when do i breathe in push pull up down i'm upside down i'm dangling from a fucking strap i don't get it the spring is boing and don't boing the spring like it's, it's so it's a lot of that shit so how's it going it's going really well and what i have come to truly appreciate in addition to the physical benefits and the you look smaller, the many, many, well, thank you. I don't, I don't feel it, so I love that. You look I'll it. Take it. You look thank smaller. You. Thank you. Thank you. And what I get I, you once a week. There are people who stare at you every <laughs> single day. Who are like, I don't know. Well, I don't I'm know wearing, if it's working. I showed, I'm wearing the ridiculous. This is the ridiculous, you know, gong, 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 I'm wearing the gigantic bra, and it's just got the stupid straps and the zippers and all the pulleys and the rest of it. Is there anything else in your life or the world? that you do or you can think of that requires that much concentration? I'm sure there is. You know, I kind of liken it to 
driving over a too narrow bridge. Okay, right. What's on the left? What's on the right? Is that a truck? Oh, fuck. I know exactly how to do this. That was the cat in the hat version. (laughs) I know exactly how to do this. I have full confidence that I can do this. I kind of feel like I could die at any moment, but I'm going to continue doing this and push those thoughts out of my head. And this will be over once I get to the other side of the bridge. I am competent. I am capable. Stay forward. Keep your hands incredibly still. Don't move your hips. Don't move your ankle. (laughs) Keep your foot with the exact level of pressure. It's that kind of thing. A very narrow bridge. A very narrow bridge. Unlike cooking for me, unlike swimming for me, where I would get so lost. Swimming is weird because I would get so lost in it. I'm doing a very difficult physical thing, right? It's the same level of engagement as the Pilates. But when I would swim... I would forget where I was. I would forget how many laps or miles I had gone in races. I I frequently, when I would do like a really long race, I would swim. They would have to like grab me at the other end of the pool because I would keep going after I had finished and won. And I would keep going. Like I just wouldn't, I'd lose count. The whole, the whole fucking thing. Because you just sort of get into this moment. You're in the zone. The body's moving and the brain is free. So... Anyway, I'm back to that back to that thought of self-help. Is it making me stupid? Kind of, especially considering everything you've just heard me say. I think it might be. <laughs> but is it helping? That's really the question. You're doing it to push the bar forward, uh, closer to the fire, like the whole. Well, here's the thing that I put. The reason that I put is self-help making me stupid. I put that as a question for us to consider briefly today. Because I see you dipping your toe in the self-help hot tub as well in a very different way, right? And you're right. Let's focus on the result. The desired effect is improvement, benefit. Progress. Progress, all these things. I'm questioning if the way that I'm doing this process and the benefits that I'm receiving Mm -hmm. are having the unintended consequence of shutting me off, from information as it flows through the world, from intellectual study and, you know, conversations where I feel like I'm deeply engaged and in the moment with other people. By the way, all of those things are things that bring you joy. Yes, yes. So you're doing it. they're part of me too, and they're a part of me. Well, I I have thoughtfully removed my awareness and participation in civic life since the beginning of 2021 January 2021 politically was really another low blow for me similar to 2016 in November it was an identity shift for me politics aside when Hillary Clinton ran against President Donald Trump it was tied up in a lot of identity for me as a professional working woman so the outcome of that event and the years that followed really messed with my head and my understanding of my place in the world. It deepened my awareness and participation in lots of social change, right? January was another one of those pivot moments. And the pivot was, I'm fucking done with y'all. I'm done with y'all. I cannot. Here's what I'm going to do. I don't want to be part of this community as it is. I'm going to tighten up my pelvic floor. I'm going to grab these straps, <laughs> right? I'm going to buy me some some Zing Zang bra. I do love it. that you made your pelvic floor a priority. <laughs> that to me hey, is baby. you cannot lose when you make your pelvic floor a priority. <laughs> that is oh a winning God. plan. I'm, first of all, I'm here to tell you 
one of our Pilates instructors, we're pretty much convinced that she's a dominatrix. I think I may have mentioned this to you before. Is this ringing a bell? No, but I think you have to be to tell people more, tighter, higher. Like I that's. A- I haven't told you about the private pocket. No. So she, so she goes in class and she's like, okay, ladies, so now we're going to tighten up. You're going to re- imagine that you're holding a little rubber ball in your private pocket. <laughs> we're like, what? And What's you're sort of thinking, pocket? you're sort of, because your whole, your your body and your muscles are shaking physically and the springs are making noise and the whole thing. And you're like, I didn't hear that right. What? What's she saying? And she goes, and how many pockets do we have, right? Two, two private pockets. So imagine that you have a look. And I'm like, how far are you going to take this analogy? Right? Oh, yeah. And now squeeze that little ball. Squeeze that ball. Everything wonderful happens between the legs. Like she kept it going. She kept it going. I'm here to tell you she's fucking right. Once you tighten up, I mean, I didn't feel like my pelvic floor was, was, you know. Loosey-goosey. Gaping, bottomless, whatever. I got some, I got a floor in there. One man's ceiling is another man's floor. I got one. It's there. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it was like a trampoline or what it was, but now it's very tight. It didn't take very long. I'm here to tell you, you can fucking feel it. You dear drive listener. along in the car. Don't listen to me. Don't dear listen to me. You drive along in the car, and then you start thinking, I'm going to squeeze on that mystery ball from Gingy told me to stick it in my pocket. Boop, boop, boop. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, okay, I know, I know. It's helpful. It helps other things in your life. You know where I'm going with this, right? Uh-huh. I do. And it's I'm good. curious if our dear listener has experience with either their or their partner's pelvic pocket. <laughs> I'm telling you, tighten up your pocket, ladies. It's your private pocket. We um we definitely want to hear from you if this is something that you feel you have an expertise or an experience that you'd like to share. Write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Brilliant Observations, or Instagram and Twitter at Listen Brilliant. So you wanna, have wanna, made progress. I have made progress. I want to get back to my, I'm going to ask this question of you. Yeah. Do you feel... A psychological shift do you feel a social shift downward since really deeply engaging with peloton i don't perceive in any way that you are let me tell you about crossfit like you're not that right person. right that's not what i'm saying but has adding that into your life squeezed something else out and made you the lesser for it i don't think so that's good um, only because i maintain adamantly that I am not an athlete, and my username <laughs> on Peloton is literally I hate exercise, <laughs> and I, I am not I I have not drunk the Kool Aid, but I take sips because I do see a difference in my life, in my body. And what's um, the back update? How's the back feeling? The it's back not great. The back. It's not great. I do. S- there's always been a reason I didn't sleep well. Like I had a dog for two weeks with a cone in my bed. And every time he moved, I took a cone to the face and I had to switch and move. And you know, when a dog lays down your side, you you can't move. So now we're free of cone-headed dog. Everybody's back in their crates and their crate doors are becoming open at night. And they stay with us and then they leave, which is genius. <laughs> um, but I am taking a pill at night before bed. And I might consider trying other measures before bed if if I'm brave enough to do so. <laughs> I'll so, be and, brave. But I, I don't know. I did pull back on the 
bending over of riding on Peloton a little bit because the doctor said, that's not a great position for your back. And I thought, but, but, but I, I do this every day. You know, when they tell you you hit 9,000 minutes so far this year. 9,000 minutes? Maybe you're, maybe you could slow it down a little. It's How not many such minutes a, is that? See, I told you, self-help is making me stupid. It's, it's not that many minutes, but but it's nice to hear that you hit milestones. If we ever create a Brilliant Observations app, I want to tell you the way to do it is by, oh God, I'm nervous to say, you know that She Podcast is putting their app up later and oh, no. you're going to hit the... You're going to hit the competitive streaks and the, I know it's going to happen to you. I'm going to withhold my comment because I I have so much to say. Please continue. So I, I, everybody loves getting the badges and the stars and the high fives and it's kind of culty. And the second I feel myself enjoying, (laughs) I think this is my theory in every, Melissa's theory of everything. The second I feel myself starting to enjoy something, I pull back. (laughs) I think, I think. It's a trick. Something's in this that that this is wrong. Some what's what's the other shoe that's gonna fall? And sadly, that's kind of my go-to for everything, not just exercise. Let's get back to your question, right? So you're talking about the Hoova app, which is so hilarious because the way that they spell it, the font they use, Hua. It looks like it says Hura. It really looks like it says Hura, or which I would say Hura. Hura. I bought I bought some. French fries purely because the way that they had written the name on the French fries looked like it said handsome clit. And I thought, what? You're, I'm buying you. We don't even eat French fries. It's a you. It's handsome cut. It's not clit. It's Ker- cut. Kerning friends. Let's let's make kerning your friends. Hura. So the Hura app for all these ladies being Huras is getting ready to drop. And you were saying about she podcast we all got distracted refresh my memory from what you were saying you get wildly crazy competitive because they give Uh, you the opportunity uh, uh, to race uh. to the top of a leaderboard for you to connect with the most people and then they dish out rewards for the people who do that and you're like fuck this shit i'm getting rewarded it's so funny that i am i am truly not a competitive person i know competitive no you eyeballs well i've seen it so but uh, no i'll break it down for you i'll break it down for you i'll break it down for you I am absolutely not a competitive person. I want everybody to win. I want us all to be number one. I don't need any of that. I want the, I am the opposite of a competitive person. It was difficult for me being, that was my biggest mind trash when I was a truly competitive person because it really messed with my head. I am not competitive. Here's what I am, right? If there's a fucking gold badge to be had, I'm getting it. I want it. That's very different than competing with others or with myself. That's called you're dangling. If there's a brass ring, I'm getting it. If there's a fire that won't start, I'm fucking starting it. Oh, I've been there for that one. You've been there for that and they heard about it. That's the reason I mentioned it. And you guys, I was uh, down at our friend's house in South Carolina with two of said members of the last time that we had this. Why is Amy trying to start a fire in the rain and can't do it and won't leave it? Right. There was a fire in South Carolina when we were visiting and accidentally because I I do these things I threw a tennis ball directly into the fire pit because I I didn't intend to I was trying to throw it and I lost control of what I was doing and I'm not very skilled and so I threw it directly into the fire pit right and I thought okay we'll just forget about that and then we realized no it'll get hot and it'll explode and then we'll have a problem 
So I went over to the fire pit to try to fish out this thing I had thrown in there. And it was buried deep. I'm talking super deep in mountains of ash. And I'm doing it with like sticks and like it's round. So you're trying to do it and like not flick. It was turning into a ridiculousness, it right? It would explode, not melt. Isn't it rubber? No, it would. The outer casing would would burn off and then the inside would explode. So in any event, which, how about this? Or the dog would go in and try to get it. Like, how about let's Ooh, not do that? that. Be bad. Yeah, how about let's not do that? So I was just trying to undo my mistake. And within 10 feet of me, these two bitches start talking and they're like, oh my God, she's trying to, will you go over there and help her before she really hurts herself? And I just said out loud, you know, I can hear you. You know, I can hear you. Right? So yes, I'm going to get that tennis ball out and I would do it without hurting myself or any animals. And I'm going to get that gold badge in the horror app and I'm going to do it. Right? If I see that goal for whatever reason, that shiny object of the goal, I got to get it, 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 to the point where even if I don't care about it, now all of a sudden, even if it's not important to me, now all of a sudden that pursuit becomes more important. I do stupid things. I was spent so much time on that fucking app when this last conference came around for zero reason. Zero. I got nothing out of it other than I was top 10 ranked, actually top three. Bragging rights is what you got there out actually, of it. There, there actually was a star. I did actually achieve and get a star. So I sort of was grateful that there was no app this time. There's an app now. Brian! I was talking to Jess and she was asking about you and we were talking about the conference and she's she's getting excited and she's also having, as you would, a little bit of frustration and nerves as you would planning something this gigantic. It's a huge, huge undertaking. And I just, I have to just go on record again as saying, I absolutely have total confidence and believe and have no surprise at all that she's pulling this off. And in equal measure, I absolutely cannot believe the cast iron set of tits it takes to make this shit happen. Only because you held her hair back and you know, boys, that she's known. And you know, like only because you have this wild, crazy history. I guess. But isn't it kind of like if we were all buddies with Jennifer Anderson or pick anybody no. USA. Okay, ready? You know my husband as the... Yeah. Would it shock you to know that if worse came to worse in his hospital, he'll crack a chest and massage a heart? Like, this no. is a human who can... Well, it's that's kind of like life-saving. And hers is kind of like, well, I could walk away from this at any time and it won't be as good. Like, there are things that are, are the people we know intimately can do that are super things. And because we know them intimately and we know them on a level before they became skilled at what they do, or we know them on a level of, can you please separate your underpants from your scrub pants before you put them in the laundry? It makes it easier for mommy. Um, you don't realize that there is a second half of them that is capable of super things. I know that's true. I fundamentally know it's true, but I, I also I'm just pushing back in my stomach like I don't know I don't know I know that you're right that absolutely makes 100% sense even so far as I didn't know Stuart until he was already a doctor so I wasn't dating his ass when he was a resident right I didn't know like he came into right, the world he came into the world as a full physician so <laughs> into your it. world he was right. he was you know burst forth from the womb with stethoscope like, that's how he started. So there's no backstory. And even when I hear the backstory, it's like, that doesn't fit. 
You did that? No. It doesn't sound right. That's not right. You ate a hot dog from behind the couch on a double dog dare? No. That doesn't sound right. You don't drink beer from pitchers from the side. You don't do that. (laughs) That's not you. Faster than any of your fraternity brothers. No, no, that's not. I've got four here. Yeah, no. So you only see the let me get eight pints of ice cream for the table and I can crack a chest and massage a heart. That's all you see. A hundred percent. You know, it's really interesting that you bring Stuart into the mix. I never knew him, not as a doctor. So he started, he was always a doctor and he followed a path to become a doctor. You can go to school for this. You can study this. And when you exit, there's a plan. So much so. That in my ridiculous brain, somewhere, my ego tells me if I wanted to crack open a heart and mis- crack open a chest and massage a heart, I could do that too. If I and read the book. S- if I read the book. And then somewhere in my brain, I also think there ain't no fucking book for what she's doing. There ain't no fucking book for launching an art business. Like this notion of creating something that doesn't exist and on the strength of your own hubris, I, I truly respect it because I am here to tell you there are more people in the lives of these pioneers saying, what are you doing? No, stop. Not smart. Oh, my God. Red flag. Are you kidding? Then there are people saying, yeah, I think you should do that. And in the lives of doctors, lawyers, all the rest of us, people are saying, yes, I think you should go into debt and you should get a graduate degree and you should follow this it'll career pay path. Off. And it'll pay off and you're gonna you could do that and it's a lot of hard work, but you know what? I believe in you. So I I think maybe that's what I've been you know, dancing around this whole time. I it's love one it. part knowledge, one part heart, one part crazy. Like it's it's yes. the perfect cocktail. Yes. Speaking to somebody who makes drinks for a living, which is you, it's one part heart, one part knowledge, one part crazy. And then put that I in the love shaker. A good recipe. Have you done a cocktail lately? I have been doing cocktails lately and they're so good, but the shaking part is so hard. The little metal shaker that you use gets so fucking cold. I'm here to tell you I never used to bother shaking up drinks to get them super cold. When you shake them with ice and get them super cold and strain them out, they taste like a million dollars. That simple step of just super coldening. You you mean not the college, pour three things in, put your longest finger in, stir, and then drink? Well, even if you use a spoon, I don't, yes. Why did we never realize that if you just know. shake it with ice, I'm here to, you poor. try, you act like everybody shakes it with ice, Amy. Guess what? You have not done this. And I'm here to tell you, you need to do have. it. No, you haven't. The last six drinks you had were not shaken with ice. Well, the last six drinks I had were shaken with ice by somebody else outdoors at a restaurant. So I'm saying when you make them yourself. Yes. I don't make the them other, myself. And, well, you have to. And here's the other thing I'm trying to tell you. When you do shake it yourself with ice. You have to shake it for a full 30 seconds. And 30 seconds, Peloton, is so much longer than you fucking think. No shit, yeah. It's 9,000 minutes long. That's how long it is. <laughs> That's how what I've done is, the whole how year. Many minutes, how many minutes is that? <laughs> how many <laughs> a- hours? It's 9,000 minutes. Hey, I know last time we spoke, I was kind of disturbed religiously um, by by a big holiday we had. And I was uh, just because of the days of awe. And here we are once again. You made it through, by the way. Well, uh, we are in the middle of the days of awe. As this podcast drops, I will be <clears throat> in services once again in the holiest day of the year because something somewhere has decided if I'm in the book of life or not. You, uh, and you are. You are. You are. So, you is. so I'm curious to know. Huh? 
if you find you are a better person yes. at certain times of the year, um, for, is it for you, is it like winter because that's when your holidays fall, spring, does it have anything to do with the holidays you celebrate during that time of year? Because fall fucks me up. Remember the who shall live and who shall die. Uh, how can um, I forget? Yeah. Are you suggesting, before I answer your question, that you are grading yourself more harshly during this brief autumn period that you think you're not as good? Or do you think you are grading yourself that you're actually a little bit better? I'm not grading myself. I think it's a... Uh, Assessing. The best time, let's put it this way, the best time, yes, to ask me for a favor you need a ride to the <laughs> ah, airport. Ah, You're moving. Ah, um, yeah. While my life's fate is in like a is in mythical hands, I'll walk your dog. I'll take you to the airport. I'll I'll help you move. Yard cleanup. I'm your girl from August to like maybe the end of November. Here's your time, and there's proof of it because <laughs> my oldest sibling, who with whom I do not have a relationship at all. And because of his issues, he doesn't have a relationship with many people mm-hmm. in the world at all. Had open heart surgery. <gasps> had a Wait, let me go back a step. Had a heart attack. Had open heart surgery. Uh, three triple bypass cabbage, whatever. Um, and... You know, that's not an easy recovery. You know, once they crack your chest, get in there and fix shit. Right. You I'm are still, then... I'm still learning how incredibly difficult it is to recover from this, from from people in the circle having this happen. Oh, my gosh. So there's... So it's not like you can really even cough or sneeze or get up and make a turkey sandwich or like there are things that are everyday things that are almost impossible without passing out, which has happened a couple of times to this cracked chest human that I ha- with whom I have no relationship, and right? And lives a fairly solo life. Totally solo life, if you're not counting his two dogs, four turtles. And I'll tell you from the fact that I was just there yesterday, a lizard, which I call a dinosaur, because that fucker's hands knew how to open the glass encasement he was in, and I almost shit my pants. You There's a lock on it now. there yesterday you got that part huh kind of did where why all right i'm in the days of awe what was that (laughs) second thing you said loretta i think i think you're trying to slide that you not know that from moonstruck you're not an italian girl oh i love moonstruck Mm -hmm. but that's one of the lesser check at the liquor store and and once i slept with the brother of my fiance and (laughs) wait but that was really an accident (laughs) go back once i took the lord's name in vain yeah (laughs) What was that That's second thing? It was, if it's an accident, it's not a sin. But what was that second thing you said, <laughs> What was that second thing? You were there yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the days of awe, when this broken creature needed, was just a pile of need, and his parents, similar to mine, live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dear listener, you're aware of their uh, degree of helpfulness and engagement and use whatever disregard really or yeah i mean remember (laughs) one part love one part knowledge one part crazy stir it up be bothered with this shaken not stirred obviously Mm -hmm. with ice full 30 seconds full 30 seconds Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. uh, i 
it's a mitzvah. I, I kept hearing in my head, it's a mitzvah. And people keep saying, like, I mean, I'm not quite sure that everybody, all listeners understand the definition of the word mitzvah. It literally means commandment. It's accepted as a good deed. So that's what I, I did yesterday. I drove with my spouse. I don't know how you do his lisp. Um, I don't do it. That's how it comes out of his mouth. <laughs> okay. To, uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours to um, okay. t- tend it, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So were you summoned? Were you requested? Were I was. You, were you invited? You were called? I was. I was. But my whole point is I'm in these 10 days and I don't know. I'm moved by it every year. So dear listener, if there is something you want to borrow my car, like you better hit me up in the days of awe. Here's your chance. I love so much about this and I want to start cleaning your garage. I'm your girl. I want to start by saying I really really need my garage cleaned and love it <laughs> if you could come over and I've got a three car connected garage and I, I super need some fucking help I'm I want to start it. I want to start by saying that I am so proud of you mm. for deciding how much of yourself to give in this situation and deciding how much of yourself is still a mitzvah to not go answer this ridiculous request. So the fact that you would look at this week, and I don't think it has anything to do with this week. I think that you are simply more aware of your good deededness during this week. You're a fucking do-gooder all the time. I think that you've got this shell around you. Your your personal brand is one where you don't want to get caught being the person you actually are. So you have this idea <laughs> that that people see you as kind of Look like, away. You know, I'm a sass. I'm a sass plate. Here I go. And then meanwhile the whole time you're fucking you know jelly-centered soft lovey. So that's just in any event, right? The fact that you would find a way to be the kind of person that you would be to oversimplify and say your worst fucking enemy to be the Samaritan to be the one who's like you know what I've I have an opportunity to serve and it's harder for me to walk away from that opportunity than it is to do the incredibly hard thing and step up so to find a way to do that without causing damage to yourself that's a fucking gift that's a fucking gift because it's so easy to go overboard in that moment. I brought Stuart and that he was kind of like the the ball and chain that was like, okay, well, draw a line. Like in your head, draw a right, line. Right. So it's here's, really hard to do. It's really hard It's to do. very hard to do because it's so easy to get sucked back into childhood things, right? It's so easy to get – we, like I said, your siblings are the only humans in the world, and I tell this to my kids all the time, who have the exact – same experience in our house, systematic motherly abuse um, for my kids and, you know, my siblings. Uh, it's the same. It's not a, I didn't crack that egg and figure out how to get past it, but cycle continues. So it, it is hard to draw that line, but I what I did was I'm like a magician who can distract you. It's, I said, I went to the Amish market first, my personal synagogue, and... <sighs> I bought <laughs> I bought all the things, right? Yeah, I bought all yeah, the carbs, yeah. I bought all the sweets, I bought all the savories, all the cheeses, all the 
the crackers for the I bought everything. I even bought some fruit and vegetables, but come on now. It's me. So I brought all those things. So as we made eye contact, I started to unpack. Here, look, I got this. Like, look over there. Look over here. And I, just for just for the loosest frame of context, this is someone even making eye contact, even being in the presence of. You have not stood in the presence of this individual in 20 years? Yes. Longer, maybe? Sure. Longer, maybe. That's a, So just to put that, it, w- ignoring the why, because it's right. super justified. Ignoring the why. Yep. It's fucking weird to be in the presence of someone you love who you have not seen in 20 years. And they've called to say, hey, my colon's dangling outside my body. I could need you. Bring, you. Could you bring a wet wipe? Like, it's like, what? Add some I'm the first tape. one you fucking call? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to touch your colon. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. No. So that was, a, that was an interesting day. And I, I do feel like part of it occurred because of the timing of it, of the time of year where... I don't know. I was really fucked up over the, and I am every time, whether I believe or not. What do you mean someone's deciding what's going on for the next year? I don't like it. I don't like it. It freaks me out. But what's nice about being Jewish is you could take what you want, leave what you want. Like there's whatever works for you. Here's, here's a matzo ball as big as your head. And by the way, on the way there, we did stop at Harold's Deli. <gasps> yeah. Which is just sheer fucking joy. Um, not, I, I know it's owned by a Jewish man, but there's not a Jew in the entire place that works there. So I think they look at us like, oh, you funny little Jews. I got buckets of matzo balls because here goes. Ready? Yes. Our next holiday is the day this drops. Wednesday evening, the night before this drops, I am hosting a dinner <gasps> at my house. Oh, fuck. Everybody's vaccinated, but Melissa has to cook. No, I didn't care about the vaccinations. I already jumped ahead to the cooking. I jumped to the cooking. I know that you're covered and everybody's covered from COVID. So I am making chicken free me and I imported this massive matzo ball soup. And what I don't like about holidays and matzo ball soup is that everybody serves you a bowl of soup that's already made. I don't need a fucking cooked carrot. I don't eat cooked carrots. Stop putting carrots in my plate. Like, I mm, don't tell me how much of what I have to eat. I'm, I'm just... Because I'm so focused on ensuring that you are inscribed in the book of life. Yes, me too. Yeah. Please just accept cooked carrots. They're delightful <laughs> and they don't have to be cooked in such an ugly, hateful way. I'm here to help you. Well, they're boiled on. to so, death. They're gross. No, yes, yes. That's a, that's not a cooked carrot. That's fucking orange sadness. Yes, cooked that's carrot, what it is. I don't want that in my bowl. Cooked carrots are not the enemy. Poorly cooked carrots. <laughs> okay, I'll accept enemy. that. Over to you. Back to the pre-made soup conundrum. So I have this thing of soup that has a matzo ball literally as big as your head. I will post pictures once um, I crack it out of the massive Tupperware. It's like one of those mini basketball sized matzo balls. It's exactly what it is. So I'm going to serve that in an enormous bowl on the table and you're going to use the ladle to crack off a piece of it for your bowl and you're going to serve your fucking self. The same way you will with the chicken, the same way you will with the salad. I'm not telling you how much salad and how much uncooked carrots you need to eat don't tell me how many cooked carrots I need to eat so I, I'm trying to make it a maybe I'll even I love make it, it it's a deconstructed it's a deconstructed correct serve yourself fuckers very, very classy it's it's highbrow it's delightful I love so it. I'm cooking and Modern I'm nervous comfort food I'm nervous don't be nervous you're a fantastic cook 
and host and all of it. And I'm not sure. And you're already in the fucking book of life. So every year when you get this, I don't, and it's, I don't understand any of it. It is so lacking in evidence, right? I don't negate I'm that it's happening for home. you. I have eight toilets, proper toilets here in Bingo. this house. So if everybody got sick, they got their own toilet. I, with the fact that you would even quantify the access to toilets is kind of a strange. <laughs> Just it's makes kind you of a Melissa. strange prep method for your dinner party. But I, I, you're, yes, you are prepared with the lowest form of thing you're going to need. I mean, most people think about parking. I think about parking your ass. Where where to put the coats? Do I have enough plates? Are all of the spoons matching? These are these are some of the top line list. Toilets are not on your list. Toilets, toilet paper, toilet, toilet. Now, toilet. toilet. I'm driving to a trailer yesterday. Yeah, that's gross. I'm driving to a trailer yesterday, thinking in my head, I'm already stressed about it. So my body's like, I'm like, oh my god, like, what do I do when I? What is the toilet situation? And my brother's answer was, it flushes. So I was like, that's really all I needed to hear. I'm I'm okay. I'm here to tell you, if there was any question by any person, living or dead, deity or non, of your worth and value as an entity in this universe, then they'd so fucking stupid, we don't care that they have questions because you are amazing. I'm beyond from august to november after that go fuck yourself you're amazing all the time you're amazing all the time and i'm here to tell you that if this if this week gives you a not so subtle reminder to connect with the things that you value about your role in this life fucking go for it and be pleased and happy and if you can reinterpret the signals that your body is sending you in the form of fuck, 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 I'm gonna die. Who's in charge? <laughs> fuck. Like if you could just reinterpret all of that energy as look at how powerful I am in centering my life and my service to others around what I know to be my highest purpose. I'm fucking hot shit. Pass me a giant basketballs of matzo balls. I cannot wait to eat that matzo ball soup. I, I, w- I will reevaluate over the next couple. I mean, and I, 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 I have a lot of deep questions. Doesn't it change your delight in the matzo ball itself? Isn't there something to the ratio of the outside to the inside? Is it softer? Does it get I don't know how they the do air? it. You're absolutely right. You're, you are like so how, right. How can you make it that big and still have it be good? Like it's that's magic. What I don't know. Okay, it's, so they're magic. So it, it, it this is better than anyone could ever make. Ever make it's magic okay, because okay, if okay, you're okay. going to do that, sometimes the outside is soft and the inside is like a fucking rock, and those are gross. Yeah, right. Those are gross. But this one is fluffy from beginning to end, and I don't know how Perfectly they do steamed. it. Yeah, I, I don't know what they do, but oh uh, so god, it's so good. How many people are you? You said you were having all these people over. Are they all your family, your friends? Who is coming? I have a question about getting together with friends for dinner. So I don't don't family really at all because our family, we know, well, you know, family is who you choose in our lives and not with whom you are forced by (laughs) DNA to be related. So I have a couple of friends from two couples and one of them now can't come. So it's now just one couple who's joining us. So I should, that's why we have all the toilets. Everybody's got their own. 
So it's just Hi, the three of us and welcome. that couple. This is your napkin. This is your place sitting, and this is your toilet. Exactly. Everybody, everybody exactly. their own. I'd like to take your coat and show you to your toilet. <laughs> Please join us whenever you are ready. I'm serious, though. Do you ever have a situation where you've got this big circle of friends, like back in the in the days of gathering for school stuff, or maybe with your friends at the country club, and then you want to break off and maybe get to know one of those couples in the group a little bit closer or you find you have a shared interest and then it's like do we hide this on social media do we not let is it weird that we're getting together do I feel like is that like usurping something there's I always have this question when there's I love everybody in the group right and I sometimes want to do something with just one person just to have a little deep dive one couple right to have the little deep dive, but I don't ever want to hurt somebody's feelings. The flip side is you can't have everybody at every fucking right, thing. Right, right, right. Now I do have I do have one group of friends who super get this and probably because they're extremely extroverted and always in demand and they make no bones about it when they invite you to something, they'll say I more than once over the years that we've known them. More than once they've said, now this is the thing where we can't invite everybody or, you know, we're here, we're only able to do this or that, right? It's also complicated when you've got multiple kids that match up with multiple families right. too. So it's like, how do you navigate these waters when you've got a couple of people who you would think would all be in the same matzo soup together, but today it's just the one big giant ball? It is, um, it is difficult, especially when you are brought into that group by one person and you become friendly with other people in the group, right? So the goal is to never hurt anyone's feelings, I guess. The goal is to develop deeper relationships with a side effect of never wanting to hurt anyone's feelings. And that's that's a, that's difficult because I get, like we have a group of friends and when three people get together one place and two people here and there, I mean, one of our, our friend Annie phrased it beautifully. She said, I feel like when any of the 10 of us get together, it makes all of our bond stronger. <laughs> and it's like she described it as a force in nature that you could feel recharging and building when anybody gets together because it really strengthens all of us. It strengthens our commitment to the friendship. It strengthens the friendship itself. And I thought, that's weird. Um <laughs> But I was okay. Say, oh, that's lovely. But the more lovely. I think about it, the more I like the idea of that, and I like the idea. Otherwise, what? I'm left out. I'm hurt. No, like I, I. It's again changing the mindset from I have to to I get to. Kind of like that kind of mindset. I'm thrilled that you guys. Do I wish I was there? Yeah. Is it logistically possible to always fucking be there? No. Do you want nobody else to have joy if you can't share that joy? If you're a monster, yes. But if you're just human, no. And if you ask me between August and November, no, everybody should have their gatherings and be. But well, well there's two different kinds that we're talking about. I mean, there's the one where you're sort of looking ahead and planning and people are getting on planes and we're going to we're going to actually do this thing or there's a passport involved and all of that. That's a different level of who shall be invited and who yeah. shall go by fire. Like that's very different. <laughs> that's very different than it's Tuesday night. Let's go out to dinner, call We someone. were texting each other. Them. Yeah. It, I bumped into you in the supermarket and now we're having a drink. 
I'm not sure how I got this lucky. I, I feel like it's lucky. I'm not sure how I got this lucky, but I'm with a group of friends right now where all of these serendipitous sidebar conversation, gathering, drink, dinner, date, whatever sessions happen. And I truly don't feel hurt or jealous or left out. And I wonder if it's because I, maybe part of it is that wonder twin powers that was described by Annie saying, where, where two of us go, right? It just, it just tightens the spider web for all of us, right? It's like, that's fantastic. It's, It's shoring up the knot on that part. That's fantastic. But really, it's also, I love the idea of having a gaggle of friends around me in my day-to-day life who are all so comfortable with each other that there wouldn't ever be an idea of leaving somebody out because the next time you're going to be in and while you're in, you're not thinking, let's leave that person out. Right, right, like right. You're every secure single, enough. It, it's not a, It's never about excluding someone. It's about... It's about, I loved this experience. That was great. And maybe the next time, even if I was invited in, I couldn't go or whatever. Right. right? So it's, it's, you're never, never excluded. It's the, this notion of leaving a door unlocked, which I don't do, leaving a door unlocked and having people who walk up to the door and open it and stick their head in. Like that's the kind of relationship I have with these people, right? Well, that's a secure relationship. House. That's a healthy, secure relationship. I think I guess a that's lot an of interesting, people. I guess that's funny that I would pick that as the analogy, and you would immediately say that word because it didn't occur to me that's what it is. But yeah, so it I don't is. have any. I don't have any feelings of of left outedness or jealousy or any of this stuff. So I don't imagine that others do, and maybe on some level they do. Oh, I definitely think they do. It takes a lot, though, not in high school, to be secure in your relationships, what you bring to it, and to also not think that they're sitting at a dinner table somewhere at a restaurant talking about you. And I think about- that I, it's a huge part. I'm going to jump in. I wish that we did this more, but we don't have a problem. I just wish that we, we did even more of never talking about people. I want to talk about things. What I wish we talked more about in my close circle of friends are larger scale things. And it gets, there's this theme developing that I want to talk about art. I want to talk about history. I want to talk about locations, destinations, aspirations. We talk about hopes, dreams, kids, friends, shared experiences, memories, laughing, TV. I just, I always want to ratchet it up. And I feel like with the self-help stuff, I'm not, I'm not bringing any new intellectual stimulation to the party. And not that I did that before, but I always felt like there was something new that, that was on my horizon that I wanted other people's perspective on that might be new to them. We, we always had lots of discussion, even in the time of politics, a friend in my close circle, one couple is completely opposite politics to us, but we had super shared values around here's something that I really wish was working better. And we realized, yeah, I it, agree. It, it is something that all of us should be involved in. And so that was a way for us to be like, yeah, let's work on that. That's the thing I want to fix, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that's the kind of conversation that I'm looking for more of. We don't sit around. I'm, I, I'm uncomfortable talking about other people. I don't tend to choose friends 
who talk about other people, who are judgy, judgy about other people. I got a full-time job judging myself, right? So I don't really have... And I take it very seriously. I don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. So I get paid anything, nothing to do it, and I, I'm very good at it. <laughs> if anything, I'm just trying to get out of my own crack because I'm, you know, so busy. Me, 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 me all the time, which is disgusting. So part and parcel of feeling secure is there aren't conversations when I'm there that are going in a direction that when I leave, I think, oh, that's what they're doing to me now, right? Every conversation that we have is loving and engaging and I want to hear what you're doing and tell me more and how can I support you? That's really cool. And here's what's going on for me and here's this trouble that I'm having with my kid. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah, having we do that a lot same of trouble. That kid with talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I wish that we did less kid talk and more adult talk probably because our kids are older, but also because I, I want to not be in constant parent learning mode. I, want I like to the be, kid I want talk. I want to have friends. I want to have friends. I friends. feel like there are people you can't talk to about your kids in your life. Yeah. And when yeah. you find the people yeah. you can, like we went out to dinner the other night with a couple and you can't vent to just anybody about what your kid's going through. They're in college they're, and people who get it. And, and it's, it's a, it's a good feeling to be able to talk about things like that and then move on to art and move on to bigger things. But, but it's the kind of like when we get together weekly to talk, we do the check-in. How are you? I saw my brother. Are you okay? Do I need to send help? Yeah. Do what I the need fuck to send is that, cookies? By the yeah. way, Jesus Lord. I did drop us. something on you there, but, um, but but that first check-in, and, and I think there are levels to it. There are friendships that we had when our kids were little that were very surface and did not crack deep, crack deep. Um, nice crack. Deep that crack. That definitely were face value. And I don't have those relationships anymore because I right. don't need to. I right. had them because I needed to. I needed to be a person that, you know – was someone who, oh, you'll let your kid come over here. I'll drive them home from practice. I'll do it like that's We're very differently staged right now. We don't have to have any friends. So that's kind of great. Everybody in our house drives. I don't we're all, need you in my life. We're all self-cleaning ovens. We don't fucking need anybody. But in reality, we found out after a year of isolation, you do need connection and you do need. And if you have friends in a bigger group, and like tomorrow I'm going out to breakfast with my girlfriend and she she has I guess through her we met another couple and we now see them socially as well and it's it's I just would never want that friend who I'm seeing tomorrow to feel left out or feel badly about us hanging out without her because she kind of introduced us that's okay a we're not talking about you and if we are it's because of a story it's you a, told it's one in a of positive, us. exciting yeah, way. Yeah, of you course. Should, you, your hands are tingling. You're going to get money. Like, it's that kind of talk. If you relate to our stories, please be secure in your relationships. If you relate to any of this or, or want to share how shit turns sideways on you and friendships just flipped and... And I mean, maybe it's time to re-examine the friendships you're in. I really hope that and feel like the friendships that at least I have now can be secure enough because... We chose you. We let everybody else fall by the wayside. And and just please know that your stories are the same as our stories. So if you're interested in sharing, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Hey, Amy. Yes, Melissa. Do you have a favorite meal that was made when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah. Was it yeah. made by your mom? Dad, I would have to 
I have a favorite meal that my dad makes. I have a favorite meal that my mom makes. And I have a favorite meal growing up that neither of them make, that we make, that we all now make together. So I can answer it any way you want. What's more important, the person who makes it or the meal? I'm, you, I'm I'll, in I'll, it for the, the meal. Okay, so I can give you the context. So my mom is all Irish and my dad is all Italian and his mom, my grandmother, we would see every single week for, you know, 24 years of my life every Sunday to go and cook food after church and everyone would gather there. So it was kind of like a mini holiday. Love it. Holidays, yeah, holidays proper were like 60 people in the kitchen. So it was like in the mini holidays, it was about 20. So every every Sunday I'd be helping making it. So we lovingly refer to what we would make every Sunday, Sunday in and out, as grandmom's breakfast, right? So that's the meal that you would get. And it scaled down over the years. When I was much younger, it was kind of an all day supper brunch kind of a thing that started from just after the first mass until everybody rolled back into their, you know, sofas to pass out for the rest of the day. It included every thing. It whittled itself down to the basics are fried potatoes and onions, fried sausage, Italian sausage that's been cut into little coins. I'm starving. And- cooked bacon um italian bread that's been you know crisped and toasted and then you make a little sandwich out of the potatoes and the meat into the bread and you eat it that way and that's the breakfast portion and then it goes on to kind of lunch and then kind of dinner that rolls together but grandma's breakfast is really the thing that that we it's those heavily garlic simmered sauteed crisp thinly sliced pan cooked potatoes with onions that have been cooked in bacon grease and pancetta and just fucking amazing. It's super, super, super good. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Can't do you beat do that it. So for your kids? Did you we bring do. it? We do it. And as a matter of fact, after my grandmother passed and we started having Christmas at my parents' house, just as an, as an immediate family, not with everybody else, which was a huge shift. The first year, just out of respect, on Christmas morning, we made grandma's breakfast and then that became our new tradition. So now that's as the family, we all cook that. So it's we get up very early and we do gifts and then we do that whole big breakfast. So it's it's kind of like a celebration morning meal. It probably is an equivalent to bagels and schmear or a tuna salad platter. Like it's just the thing that we do. It's our thing. And it's fucking delicious and I love it. So it's not either one of theirs. It's like our whole family favorite meal. We all make it. We all make it expertly and also includes, you know, homemade meatballs and all the rest. And your siblings do that too now? Yep. In their own. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I don't, and I always ask you about food (laughs) because of both my experience with you and food, uh, knowing your expertise and your love of sharing love through food. I just did not grow up with a person who cooked in our house. So it's really a go-to question for me. Um, Sometimes when I meet someone or sometimes it's just a really, it gives me an insight to both that person, their family, and, you know, where we choose to go out to dinner, I guess, the first time I think equal and opposite to that. I am endlessly fascinated by people who tell me they didn't have a cooking tradition in their house. They didn't grow up cooking dinner every night or any night. They didn't grow up cooking period that cooking is sort of like we have four dishes or seven dishes that we know how to make and that's it like I don't even understand it's just it's like saying I've never watched television uh I grew up 
in a different country and came here and I don't understand the references. Like, it, it's just like, wow, yeah. that's such a that's strange. Alien. You're in. What was your alien. childhood like? How are you an adult? Like, right. I just don't. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think. It. I get it. I think if I started a text chain between <laughs> both of, well, I'll have you know first, both of my brother's wives have contacted me right after they got married or started living together and said, this can't be true, comma. But your brother tells me a typical week <laughs> eating in your house. Oh, God. And we've fish, talked about this on here before. Fish, sticks, and spaghetti. That's Monday, fish, sticks, and spaghetti. Tuesday, uh, cold cuts, maybe, or sandwiches. Wednesday was, I don't know, I mean, I'm going to say occasionally she made a meatloaf, sandwiches. but nobody liked it. Uh, <laughs> Thursday was the diner. We went out to the diner. So God, we went out to eat Friday. We never go out there to eat. There was a rotisserie chicken from Walbaum's that made it to our Julia Walbaum. It's a local uh, supermarket. So from Walbaum's, we had a rotisserie chicken and cooked carrots the wrong way. And Poorly. It was carrots. bad. It was bad. So that's our frame of reference. Until we could cook for ourselves and go into the freezer and thaw out a hungry man dinner or an encore. Encore used to oh, make yeah. um, good. an mm-hmm. entire brick. It was chicken parm cutlets, but in a brick of sauce from the freezer. So you'd have to put it in the microwave for like six minutes. Then you'd have to take like a chisel and take apart what was left, flip it over and move it around and put it on for another six and a half minutes. And then make pasta and eat that with pasta. And I got to tell you, I liked it. (laughs) That was one of the better meals we ever had. Not just the can of tomato sauce right from the can with the the stripe down the the fish stick. I don't. We had. It was tough. So both of these women. That's like saying, honey, I just want to. I don't love you. (laughs) No, I just I want to make sure that you understand. You feel compelled to educate people when they use improper grammar. What you're saying <laughs> is improper food grammar to taking a tube of toothpaste and squeezing a line of toothpaste down the fish stick. It's not what you do. Or glue. Right? <laughs> or, or glue. Or, or something else. <laughs> or pure are, Elmer's. You don't get you don't get to eat these things. This is not that's not food. We they don't belong together. They don't. Some things must remain segregated and it is for the good of society and that's not a bad thing it's just the way it is fish sticks and tomato sauce don't mix a stripe right down the center of the fish stick and the ends you didn't even have to hit the ends because those were freezer burned for how long the fish sticks were still sitting in the freezer with the box half open and and yeah yeah, I'm so just feeling really violated by this entire <laughs> situation. So, so these two women on their own, separate years, separate whatever is called and said, this cannot be the truth. You you bought into this gal. You picked it. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how he conned you this long. One of them divorced it, so she's oh, she's out. So oh, yeah. Okay, you gotta say. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. I kind of get turned on by the joy that people have in their childhood meals and remembering things. Because these are like memories I don't have. It's kind of like a kid from foster care going, tell me what Christmas morning was like in your house. Like My favorite this- thing, well, truthfully, my favorite thing was making pizza with my grandmother because she had this giant stainless steel 
And I don't even think it was stainless steel. I think it was like aluminum. Do you remember back when they would use aluminum pots and pans? Aluminium? Kinda, they never, they don't use them anymore because it's like, that ain't healthy. And it gives right. you Alzheimer's That's and all the rest food. of it. So, but she had one that would, it must have come from the army. It was like as big as her whole torso. And I oh. I was bigger than she. So she's, she was probably five feet. Just a little slight woman, you know. The act of putting, making the dough my sister and I would be there. We would, and we regularly, several times a year, we'd have to do this. The act of making it had its own process. And just our heights and our hips against the table and the size of the pan compared to her and how long we'd have to wait and the Coke that we would drink, she would call it, um, she would get like root beer and she'd call it Coke. So she'd say, she'd say, well, let's have a root beer and she'd pull out a Coke. And so we drink that for some unknown reason. And while we'd sit there and wait and then punching down the dough, she couldn't, the armpit, uh, her armpit would be at the top and her fist would not reach the bottom. That's how big this fucking pot was. We tried to punch it down and it would take all day long and the pizza's fucking great. And all the, that's the kind of thing when you talk about meal, it was more a shared experience that was a, a transfer of knowledge. It was, it was a, a lifetime asset transfer that happened again and again and again. So when I compare that to a stripe of squeezed tomato, it's on child a, abuse. You're on thinking. a piece of minced, <laughs> burned fish, maybe fish. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? So somebody taught you how to make a matzo ball soup. Somebody taught you that. The box. I read the box. Your mother gave you matzo ball soup. Not that she made, probably that she bought. But did she I, buy it at that place where they have the basketballs and no, matzo balls? No, we okay. discovered that so she in didn't adulthood. Even, she didn't even buy it. She didn't even buy a good one. Not really. Sharon, I'm trying to help it. you. I'm trying to help you, Sharon, but I feel like you, you <laughs> let them down in a lot of ways. Because yeah, you can I, open a fucking Betty Crocker. Let's just start there. This shit is not unknown to you, right? I do have yeah, to say, yeah, there was say, no food I network, make, but you could fucking buy a book. Right. Broke. Exactly. I make an amazing noodle kugel. Like that's yes. actually yes. my dish. Did my mother Among make kugel many. for holidays growing up? Yeah, she did, but not like mine. Like she she put, are you sitting? She put like turds of pineapple in it or raisins. You're not, you're Jewish. You're not allowed to have pineapple in a kugel. In I anything. know that. I'm it, a fucking it sh- goy. It shouldn't Even I be know there. this. What are you she doing? Would sometimes make them um, non-dairy. Jesus, She'd make them Jesus, with like broccoli woman. in it, and I, I just <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry. What? So it's I like oh. the sweet. I like the just, just, yeah, just. She's she's. We think you're a delight, and stay out of the kitchen, <laughs> and maybe hire some domestic help who can train these children how to behave. Just, just gross. So I, I do. It, it is like food porn for me to hear these stories, and I really enjoy them. And I want to thank you for sharing your family stories <laughs> and making me ridiculously hungry. Dear listener, good. what was your favorite meal growing up? Do you have a story behind the story behind how it was made with you and your family like Amy's? Or are you a striped fish stick kind of kid like I was growing up? Nobody, nobody is that abused. Nobody has tomato fish. I'm just I'm really hung up on it. I don't want to be this kind of judgy person, but you were done wrong. I was That's, done wrong. Uh, that is unfair. That is unfair and unequal treatment to you as a human. I appreciate the sympathy that I am receiving. And this is one I definitely have earned. I, I will accept it. And I will, I will rejoice in it. And I will That's tell right. you that right. I am willing to accept more for this very topic. If you'd like to communicate with us, please do. We thank you for listening today. And we will yell at you again next week. Thank you for listening, gang.
Mazel, mazel. Bye. Bye. Brian. <laughs>